Welcome to the Edge of Faith Essentials podcast. Edge of Faith Essentials is an educational podcast that provides essential information, resources, and tips about education, leadership, and topics about diverse learners. Diverse learners include students with disabilities who receive services under Section 504 or the Individuals with Disabilities Education Act, response to intervention and the multi-tier system of support, English speakers of other languages, and related diverse learner categories. Edge of Faith Essentials' mission is to bring positive awareness and promote equity and inclusion in education by sharing information and topics about non-traditional learners. Edge of Faith Essentials' goal is to restore faith in education one student at a time by empowering listeners with knowledge because we all know that knowledge is power, so let's be powerful. I am your host, Dr. Nakia, sending you good vibes and thanking you for joining me for another episode of the Edge of Faith Essentials podcast. But let's begin with part two of our two-part episode where we will be talking about Section 504 Services. And in this section of the Edge of Faith Essentials podcast, I will provide essential tips for parents, teachers, and leaders. But before we start and as we get into our new year, I wanted to share an Edge of Faith inspirational story. This story is coming from McAllister, Oklahoma. And this story is about a teenager named Reed Markham. And he gave away over 10,000 toys in his annual toy giveaway. He's been doing this drive since 2016. And people come from all over Oklahoma and surrounding states to get a toy from the annual J. Michael Toy Giveaway. Families from Oklahoma, Arkansas, Texas, and Kansas come to get a little Christmas cheer and toys from the annual J. Michael Toy Giveaway. Reed Markham started this toy drive in 2016 because he saw a need and he wanted to make sure that no child felt left out on Christmas morning. He saw the need and he started the toy drive. He wanted to ensure that all kids had a toy under their tree. Markham says the toys he give away wouldn't be possible without the help of the community. If you want to support future giveaways or donate to the cause, I will have the GoFundMe and the PayPal page on the Edge of Faith Essentials YouTube page. Thank you, Reed, for making Christmas a little bit sweeter and nicer for those families all over the Oklahoma area. Kudos to you and thank you for all that you do for being an inspiration. Now let's dive into some essential news. For essential news today, I want to announce this date to remember for March. Join me as I will be speaking at the Conference for Exceptional Children in 2024, see you in San Antonio. Yes, that's right. Dr. Nikia and Educate Essentials will be speaking at the Council for Exceptional Children's annual CEC conference. This year, I will be speaking on two books instead of one. I'll be speaking on essential tips for Section 504 coordinators, and then I will be speaking on essential tips for special education leaders. And that is me proudly holding both of my books there on the slide. So see you in San Antonio at the 2024 CEC conference. I'll be speaking on March 14th. I'll be presenting essential tips for special education leaders from 1145 to 1230 on March 14th. And then I will be presenting essential tips for section 504 coordinators on Thursday from one o'clock to 145 on March 14th. So I will see you in San Antonio at the 2024 Special Education Convention Center and Expo in San Antonio at the 2024 CEC Conference. And that will be it for Essential News.
Now it's time for essential tips. The first essential tip I want to provide for parents is understand the basics of Section 504. So familiarize yourself with the key components of Section 504, and this includes understanding what qualifies as a disability, the concept of the 504 plan, and accommodations available under the law. I'm going to talk about my books in a little bit. I have a mini book, which, which is less than 15 pages, which is Essentials of Section 504, which will be really good for parents. And then I have my Essential Tips for Parents book, which also highlights Section 504. So you can go through this. You can purchase one of my books or you can go to your school district and inquire about services and the basics of Section 504. If you're looking to seek services for your child, Gather the relevant documentation. So bring any type of relevant medical or educational documentation related to your child's disability. And this includes some type of medical records, evaluations, psychological evaluations, assessments, or anything to support the need for accommodations and the impairment. The school district, they're going to have particular things that they ask for when they're looking at evaluations, but you want to make sure that you have the documentation ready to go. If you're looking to seek services for your child, make sure you understand the basics of 504, have the relevant documentation, and then identify who the local school coordinator is so you can seek services for your child. In addition to that, when you come to the district, make sure you know your child's needs. So be able to clearly articulate your child's needs and challenges and explain what you want the school district to help you with. Be specific about how these challenges impact your child's ability to access education and participate in school activities. Research accommodations. So you want to make sure you understand the different types of, com of accommodations. And it would be really helpful if you brought some recommendations on what accommodations you you think might be helpful for your child. Once you come together as a team, you may bring those accommodations to the forefront and the team will determine what's appropriate in the educational environment. This can include accommodations to the learning environment, changes of how information is presented, adjustments, and some of those accommodations that I mentioned earlier. If you want to, you can always request a draft of the 504 plan in advance. So if it's not your first time, having a section 504 meeting with your child and you're doing a meeting, an annual meeting, because a lot of districts meet once a year, you can request a draft in advance. And then from there, you can make suggestions, recommendations, or ask specific questions. Now, sometimes it's good to ask for the documentation ahead of time because it can be a little overwhelming when you're in a meeting with other adults and teachers and everything. So sometimes request a draft in advance make proposed changes or ask your questions. So when you come down and you're at the meeting, you can ask the questions and make sure you have a clear understanding and that you're being heard by the team and you're working collaboratively as a team. Prepare a parent report. As you're preparing for the meeting and you're coming together, maybe you want to jot down some of your child's strengths and some of their needs and any concerns that you have. So if you ask for the draft in advance and you review the information, maybe you can give the team a little paragraph or a summary during the meeting, summarizing what you see at home, summarizing your child's needs, the strengths and any concerns you have. And then from there, they can answer any specific questions and the team can come together to determine what's going to be appropriate for your child in the educational environment, because you all both want to work collaboratively to enforce and be student centered for what's going to be best for your child to be successful. If you need to and you still feel overwhelmed, bring a supportive advocate. If you feel it's beneficial to bring an advocate to the meeting, and this could be an educational advocate, a special education advocate, a teacher, or someone familiar with Section 504, 
ask to bring an advocate. A lot of districts have district level section 504 coordinators, and maybe you want them to attend the meeting so they can help explain the process for you. Or maybe you want to hire an advocate and bring the advocate so they can explain the process. Whatever you need to feel confident and support it, request that as a part of the team and ask questions. Don't hesitate to ask questions. I mentioned this earlier. If you ask for a draft of the plan ahead of time, write down your questions. If something is unclear during the meeting, ask questions during the meeting. And even after the meeting, sometimes you have to marinate and process everything that's going on. You can always send an email, a follow-up email, asking questions about what, or clarifying questions about what's important to you and what you want explained so you can understand how you can support your child at home and then understand how the school is going to support your child in the school setting. And then overall, you want to be collaborative. I keep saying the word collaborative, a collaborative mindset works best. You want to work with the school team to find solutions to meet your child's needs. But when you need to advocate and speak up, feel free to advocate and speak up. You have a voice. You are your child's number one advocate. So you want to be collaborative, but you also want to use your voice to ask those questions and make sure that you can ensure your child's success from the current year and any years in the future. After the meeting, if you have any follow up questions, email the teachers, email the team, email the 504 coordinator, ask those follow up questions ask how regular communication will happen. And then as a parent, it's okay for you to communicate with the school and and be collaborative and ask those questions to address your child's unique needs. Make sure that your questions are answered and make sure that you're well-prepared, actively engaged in the process so you can create a positive and supportive learning environment for you and your child and ensure that they have the appropriate Section 504 services. My central tips for teachers Please familiarize yourself with the key components of Section 504. Make sure you understand the processes for the local school district and make sure that you are following those plans. If you're unsure about Section 504, once again, you can always look at my books. I have a couple of books and I will go over all those in just a minute. But if you want to understand the foundations, you can go to your school district, your local 504 coordinator, or you can always look at one of my books and see if you make sure you understand the basic components of Section 504. From there, you want to make sure that you work closely. Whatever the team discussed, that you're taking that information back and implementing it into your classroom. Make sure that you follow in that Section 504 plan to a T because it is a legal document. And as an educator, it is your professional duty to ensure that you are following that document so the district remains compliant. You want to make sure that you're collaborating with parents, your Section 504 local coordinator, any support staff to make sure that you're providing those accommodations logically and legally in the class environment and supporting those students' needs. You want to make sure that you adhere to any type of discussions and follow any type of discussions. And then as a team member, if you have any questions that you ask questions during those 504 meetings as well, any clarifying questions with the parents or consulting with the parents or getting input from any specialists who are at the table who can support your understanding and implementation of the Section 504 process. Make sure that you are present when you're attending those annual Section 504 meetings. Make sure that you're providing your content knowledge 
and how that child is performing versus their peers to determine the appropriate accommodations for that child. Ensure that you are communicating with parents and that you have that open and regular communication with parents to discuss the 504 plans and any adjustments that you're making in the classroom or strategies to support the student's success. And then provide those reasonable accommodations in the 504 plan. You want to make sure that you're implementing those consistently, that you're documenting some way how you are providing those accommodations and that you're able to speak to how those changes impact that child in the learning environment. Make sure that you attend any professional development or practices that's going to enhance your inclusive education, differentiated instruction, or strategies for supporting students with Section 504 services. Monitor and adjust your accommodations and strategies and how you implement that plan in the classroom as needed. So if the child needs additional accommodations, make sure you're communicating with the local school coordinator so the team can meet because the team can meet at any time to determine if you need to modify the Section 504 plan accordingly or if a child is not using certain accommodations as well. You want to make sure that you're documenting and you're communicating with the parent and the local coordinator to monitor and adjust those accommodations. You wanna promote inclusivity. You wanna foster a classroom environment that values diversity and promotes inclusivity. You wanna encourage peer support. You wanna educate their entire class about understanding and respecting all students and their learning differences. Work collaboratively with work collaboratively with support staff. So if there are special education teachers who can give you some tips on how to implement accommodations, work with those special education teachers, district professionals, school professionals, local section 504 coordinators, or anyone who can help support you and empower you with aligning and providing the appropriate services in your classroom. And then remember section 504 provides equal opportunities for students with disabilities. And that collaboration among parents, teachers, administrators, and support staff is essential for successful implementation. Finally, for my leaders, you want to make sure that everyone understands the Section 504 process, including you, because Section 504 occurs and the services occur in the general education classroom, which means your content teachers are going to be implementing accommodations. So as a leader, you want to make sure that your teachers all your content teachers understand the Section 504 practices, that they're compliant and they understand how to not only accommodate and document those accommodations to provide those equitable learning environments for all learners. School leaders, you play a critical role in ensuring Section 504 of the Rehabilitation Act. And here are some tips. You want to establish a dedicated 504 coordinator for your school, and you want to make sure that they are knowledgeable of the process and the staff is knowledgeable of the 504 coordinator and that you are supporting the Section 504 coordinator and backing them in their role as they support Section 504 implementation for the students in your building. So if a 504 coordinator comes to you and said, this teacher is not following the plan, as an administrator, you want to make sure that you back that coordinator and support that teacher who's not implementing services and make sure that those services are taking place. You want to make sure that person is well-versed, your coordinator is well-versed in the requirements, and that they have the appropriate training to be the Section 504 coordinator, and that they're responsible for coordinating and implementing the 504 plans appropriately, and you're supporting them with that. So you're making sure that teachers are attending the 504 meetings. You're making sure that they have your backing with making sure that the teachers implement those 504 plans and providing whatever resources to the 504 coordinator to ensure compliance and implementation. 
Another tip for leader is provide training for staff. You want to ensure that all staff, including teachers, your other administrators, your support staff, receive training in Section 504. This training should cover the basics of the law, eligibility criteria, the process, and the development and implementation of 504 plans. Sometimes your local Section 504 coordinator can provide this training, so allow some time and some professional development time for this training to happen. A lot of times school districts have that district section 504 coordinator come in and train staff. However you want to do it, you want to make sure that your whole trap, you want to make sure that your staff is trained on section 504 processes and procedures because it is implemented in the general education class. And make sure that you have some clear policies and communications. Finally, you want to make sure you develop clear and comprehensive policies for communication for Section 504 within your school. So you want to make sure you want to communicate these policies to all staff members and make sure that the information is easily accessible to your staff members and your parents. So they understand if they're looking to inquire about Section 504 services, this is the contact person. And if the teachers need support with Section 504 services, here's the contact person at the school to help support that. The next thing I want to encourage leaders is to establish a referral process. So make sure your local coordinator has a clear process for identifying and referring students who may be eligible for Section 504 accommodations. This process should involve collaboration among teachers, parents, and relevant professionals. And then you want to collaborate with parents and communicate the process with parents and ensure that parents are aware of their rights and that they're a part of that decision-making process. Leaders, you want to ensure confidentiality. You want to emphasize the importance of maintaining confidentiality of students with disabilities. And you want to ensure anyone who reads and reviews those Section 504 plans are aware of that child's accommodations, but they also that they're being confidential as far as that child's physical or mental impairment and the status of the accommodations. You want to provide adequate resources. You want to allocate necessary resources to support the implementation of Section 504 plans, and that may include providing professional development opportunities, hiring additional staff, or ensuring there are physical accommodations available within the school for students with those physical impairments. You want to monitor compliance and make sure that your school has a way to monitor compliance of Section 504. You may want to work and collaborate with your coordinator to review and monitor the school's compliance of Section 504, conduct periodic self-assessments to identify areas for improvement, and take those corrective actions as needed to ensure compliance within your building, address areas for bullying and harassment. You want to be proactive in addressing bullying and harassment issues related to students with disabilities because you want to foster that inclusive educational environment and make sure that students are safe and respect it and their differences are valued. Collaborate with special education services. I know special education and Section 504 are two different things. However, they're working with students with disabilities, so it wouldn't be a bad idea to foster that collaboration between the Section 504 coordinator and the special education lead in your building. They can work together to train, they can work together to collaborate to talk through accommodations and any other services that may align for a child or may be required for. They, they can collaborate to ensure a smooth transition for students who may move between Section 504 and special education services. And then they may also collaborate about accommodations for students to determine what's going to be appropriate and what they're doing in special education and what they're doing in Section 504 so they can learn from each other and work together to ensure 
because both groups are providing services for students with disabilities. So it only makes sense sometimes to have those teams collaborate and work together. Stay informed about legal updates. You want to stay informed as a leader about any updates, any changes to federal laws or state laws related to Section 504, and be aware of any guidance that's coming down from the Office of Civil Rights. A lot of times district representatives or district personnel provide this information, but as a principal, since Section 504 is in the general education environment, it impacts your school, your students, and your teachers every day. So you want to make sure that you have the updates and you stay informed and overall you want to promote and encourage inclusive practices within your school. Overall, you want to encourage and support inclusive practices within your school. You want to promote a positive environment. You want to have that positive school culture. You want to celebrate diversity and ensure equal access and educational opportunities for all students when you're looking at Section 504. So those were those were my essential tips for parents, my essential tips for educators, and my essential tips for leaders. My book excerpt for today, I am not going to read a book excerpt today. And the reason why I'm not going to read a book excerpt today, because I read a lot of this book right here. So the presentation and the information that came came from the essentials of the Section 504 book, which I mentioned earlier. And this is a brief overview of Section 504 in education. This is the same book I was referring to when I said you want to understand the basics of Section 504. This book is less than 50 pages. It is on Amazon. And I have read throughout this whole book as I've presented on this podcast. I started on chapter two, which was the history. And then I went through the eligibility meeting, the plan, the manifestation, evaluation process, um, local agencies, and all of the information. So everything that I presented today on the podcast came verbatim from this book, Essentials of Section 504, which is on Amazon and available on Amazon. I also want to reiterate that I address Section 504 in all of my books. Essential Tips for Leaders, I address Section 504. Essential Tips for Parents, I address Section 504. And then I have a book for my coordinators. If you're a local school coordinator, Essential Tips for Section 504 coordinators is a book that is comprehensive. And what I did with this book is I took excerpts from Essential Tips for Section 504 coordinators and condensed it into a 50-page book. So if you purchase Essential Tips for Section 504 coordinators, if you're a local school coordinator, or if you're a parent or a leader, you can purchase Essentials of Section 504. And all of the information that I presented today in the podcast came verbatim from this book and this book right here. So that is our book excerpt for today, which was the podcast. Now let's shift to our words of wisdom and our quote for today. I want to provide this quote as we start off the new year. I don't have a disability. I have a gift. Others see it as a disability, but I see it as a challenge. This challenge is a gift because I have become stronger to get around it and smarter to figure out how to use it. Others should be so lucky. And that quote is coming from Shane E. Bryan. And I feel like that is a wonderful quote as we get motivated and start this new year in 2024. You got me. Now it's time for our essential advice. Ask Dr. Nakia or share an inspirational story. I want to use this platform to support and spotlight fellow educators, families, and community members. If you have a question, want advice, 
or to share a wonderful inspirational story on this podcast, feel free to email me at edufaithforall at gmail.com. That is E-D-U-F-A-I-T-H, the number four, A-L-L at gmail.com. Maybe read your letter, provide advice, or share your story on this podcast. Disclaimer, all listeners should adhere to district policies, follow protocols, remain ethical, and adhere to guidelines in the best interest of children. Educate Essentials does not assume responsibility or is legally responsible for anyone's actions based on information provided on this podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Educate Educational Services. Some services offered through Educate Consulting include consulting and advocacy for parents, consulting for educators, leaders, and school districts, college accommodation advocacy, consulting and training, advocacy in supporting individuals with college accommodations at the post-secondary level, as well as university trainings to support individuals with disabilities and services, parent education trainings, college and career coaching for students who are entering the workforce or the post-secondary college setting, business and district professional development and trainings for churches, nonprofits, businesses, districts, and communities, specializing in services for diverse learners, including students with disabilities, interventions under the multi-tier system of support, English speakers of other languages, education and leadership coaching, program development under services under IDEA, Section 504, trainings, diverse learners, and essential tips books. Feel free to go to www.edufaithconsulting.com to view all the services that Educate Educational Services. I want to encourage my believers to be blessed. All others, be kind, be well, and be the change. Follow Educate on social media. Twitter, Educate S. On Instagram, Educate 2021. On LinkedIn, Educate Educational Services. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting Educate Educational Services and the Educate Essentials podcast. Subscribe and follow Educate Essentials on the Educate Essentials YouTube page and listen to the Educate Essentials podcast on all streaming platforms. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. Have a wonderful day and get essential.